Okay, hello. Welcome to episode 312 of Sat King's Therapy. Uh, the, the first day of the California Classic has ended, and uh, there are some thoughts that we had. Uh, so the Spurs played the Hornets. The Heat played, I believe, the Lakers. And yes. then, yeah, Lakers. And then, of course, to end the night, uh, I did that out of order, by the, by the way. I don't know how I fucked that up. <laughs> Kings played the Warriors. Uh, so, of course, we're not going to go over the other games because, I'll be honest, not all that interested in the other games. Other than Brandon Miller. We'll get to him. But um, Kings versus Warriors was a bit of an adventure. Um, so, Keegan Murray played. Uh, the Ross and this roster basically consisted of Keegan Murray, Kessler Edwards, Namias Keita, uh, Keon Keon. Ellis, uh, Kobe, Kobe Jones, and uh, what's his face? Uh, Jalen Ford. Swan. Oh, uh, well, Jalen Slauson, and then Jordan Ford from the G League, and a bunch of other guys from the G League as well. Um, it was an interesting watch, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I gotta say so, and I gotta be honest. Do we really need Keegan out there or even Kessler Edwards at some points? Yeah, it was it was a bit of a weird watch. It is actually cool to see Kings basketball back. But yes, it was a bit like you. It does make you appreciate just how good the NBA players are. Uh, I'll, I'll just say that. Like you see like G League players, they make just really weird mistakes that you just don't see at the NBA level. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of understanding that uh keegan's still i guess technically a rookie so this is will be his last year that he will be playing in the summer league i guess but i i don't know i didn't i I forgot when kessler edwards actually got drafted too well he's still on his rookie contract so i I believe this will be his third or fourth year and now i don't remember Hmm. so but uh, either way, the Kings beat the Warriors. I'm trying to pull up the score. It's not on ESPN, so oh, it's gonna be what 100, yeah, 194, 100 to 94. Okay, there we yeah, go. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> but either way, the Kings beat the uh, beat um, the war the Warriors and their rookie and basically led by their rookie uh, Brandon. Pajewski, I think is how you pronounce it. Something along those lines. We'll just call him Brandon for, for the for the podcast. But uh yeah, so the Kings, they brought in a bit of quite a bit of a squad. And uh here are some thoughts that I have uh on some of the players. Uh let's start with our highest pick this um offseason is uh Kobe Jones. Um Kobe, I thought he was good for the most part, although I thought he was a little nervous. Um just there were some little mistakes that he made that made me think like, oh, that I think that's just nerves. He's a lot better than this. Um, but yeah, you know, he ended up with a few turnovers, but he did score pretty well. And I thought he ran the team overall pretty well. Yeah, I say so myself. I just wish we saw more of his, I guess, playmaking a little more. But it seemed like he wasn't really uh, the primary uh, ball handler at all. It seemed like it's more um, Jordan Ford or... You know, whoever I guess has the ball, just pass it around and hope something makes out of it. But other than that, yeah, I mean, offensively, he seems a uh, pretty uh, much there. Um, didn't really notice too much on the defensive end. I guess that's all I could say. 
I thought he was active. Like he he just always seemed to be like ev- like everywhere on defense. He's always sticking to this guy, and he seems to like just be in the right position. Like there's a lot of positives on on defensive end. The mm-hmm. offensive end is where it, uh, again things were just. It, it looks like the nerves got to him a little. Like his handle was very very shaky. Like the the uh, um the opposing guard, the Warriors kept pressing up on him, and he had he had trouble. You could t- definitely tell he was a bit rattled by some of that pressure and. You know, Hakaze had to turn his back and kind of like forced into like some into just weird positions. So I think this will I think he'll settle down once he gets just a few more games underneath his belt. But right this first game, he looked a little off, I feel. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's only the first. So, yeah, we'll have the whole summer for him to get polished before, uh, you know, possibly uh, playing in the whatchamacallit in NBA games. Yeah, and although the positives on on offense, like he was a good finisher when he got to when he got to that spot, like really fancy, like finish not fancy finishes, but like creative finishes, and also like just yeah, uh, like he can shoot. He there weren't a lot of attempts, but like his his shot looks good to me. But as soon as he puts it on the ground, like there was one play where he had to dribble first before shooting a three, and it was a brick. But when it was a spot up opportunity, like he, it, it looked really good. Mm, oh yeah. Okay. Uh, switch over to um, Slauson. I don't know what to make of Slauson. Like I, do, he had a few moments of like you know good defense, to, like good hustle, good rebounding, like good IQ. But like I, I don't know. Like I don't know what he's gonna be. Like I had compared. Like he looks like a slow mo, like kind of clone. But I don't know if he can get to that point because right now it just it I he's he's a very positionless player and not in a good way where I he's he's a wing that's probably he's like he plays like a center but he probably isn't big enough to be a center and he's not quick enough to really be a perimeter player like he's not a crazy quick guy I just don't know I need to see more of him yeah so far offensively not much to say from him but. In terms of defense, I mean, it's kind of the same vein as Kobe Jones. I mean, he at least he kept uh, his guy in front of himself at most times. But, yeah, I think a little more, um, how would you say it, uh, a few more games to get going, I feel. And uh, another guy that probably would get polished over the summer, hopefully. But then again, he is a two-way player, I believe, so... I guess most likely he'll see more the G League than, you know, the actual NBA 4. The main thing with, like, his shot, like, he I don't think he hit any threes. I don't know if he had the shots. I don't think he hit any. No. And, like, he just didn't really do much on that end. Like, he had some nice passes. But then the main thing with, the main thing that stood out to me, like, his defense was very just... It was I was disappointed. Like he's not quick enough to handle a lot of the a lot of the guards in the NBA. And he I thought he got blown by way too easily, like for my liking. Mm. Yeah. I mean the Warriors did kind of play a very smallish lineup uh most of the time. And I felt like uh, a lot of the guys uh took advantage of uh, a lot of our lateral quickness in terms of uh or lack of lateral quickness. So yeah, we got to see a lot of um, what you would call comebacks uh, from the Warriors side. Uh, but, you know, Warriors didn't prevail, at least. Yeah, it looks like they were preparing for the regular season where their team is going to be small as 
held. <laughs> like it, it is a small, small team. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, they it was like they had a they had a huge quickness advantage. And yeah, again, Slauson just got blown by way more than I would like to see. I don't know if that's going to be a thing. I need I just need to see more. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll just need a bigger sample size, really. Uh, Keon Ellis, I thought was actually pretty good for the most part. Although, like, he, he was really active with his hands, but the, I don't know, I don't know what about the refs. Like, they did not let him get away with anything. It was, I thought, like, he was just, I thought he was, just, like, good at, just, like, putting pressure on the guys, but they just kept calling fouls on him, and he clearly got frustrated. I think he ended up with, like, seven fouls. Uh, yeah, six, actually. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty close. Yeah, like, uh, that's weird. The mate. Kata had seven. I don't know how that works. But... Um, they, they're. I think you get six in the first, and then I think four in the second half. I forgot what the rule is, but uh, you, you get a lot of fouls. Okay, I I see, but yeah, it seemed like most of the calls weren't going. Uh, what you call Keon's way, but I mean, I guess it is what it is. Uh, I mean, the structure is there. Um, but at least I feel like the offense is. Uh, starting to pick up for him. I mean, he had a decent three, I felt. And in terms of his drive game, I felt like, yeah. I mean, he uh, he put a little pressure in there, I guess you could say. I, I thought he was really good with his pressure. It was just the fouls were very frustrating. Yeah. And, but, you know, we'll, we'll see if that turns into anything. I think he could be really good. And, like, if things really work out, like maybe he can carve out a rotation spot as one of those as your, you know, your prototypical three and D guy, you know, mm. granted he's more, he'll be guarding ones and twos. He ain't guarding wings, um, but <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I thought he was good. Just the fouls were very frustrating. Um, As you mentioned, like we're talking about fouls, like Namias Kata. I, I, I'll be honest, very, what I started out very disappointed in him because the main thing that Mike Brown looks for in, in a center is that he needs the rebound and he needs to protect the rim. He didn't. He started out really bad on both of those ends. Like the rim protection got better throughout the game, but one thing that did not get better, his rebounding is pretty bad. I think he ended up with eleven and ten, but like, I mean, he should. He's not good at rebounding. Like he doesn't have like a what we call a nose for the ball. Like he doesn't really have that. He doesn't. He also doesn't like absolutely command space like a Sabonis would. He. He's just, I just don't like the way he rebounds. And the the biggest thing with him is just his body. His, he's really unbalanced a lot of the time, you can tell. Like, he ends up in weird positions where, you mentioned it to me, like, his knees cave in. Uh, and then, like, he'll just be unbalanced. He's bent over way too much. Like, I don't know what it is about that. And, yeah, his his. But his body, like, it's just not ready after three years, which was very disappointing. Yeah, and it's been a recurring problem ever since he got drafted to the Kings as well. I mean, yeah, like his, whatchamacallit, his toes are pointed inward a lot of times. Like you said, the knees are bent inward. It's it's just very unnatural. And you said the balance. Yeah, it, it, he uh, the way he shuffles and not saying his lateral quickness is a problem, but it kind of hindered a lot of the times when, uh, whatchamacallit, guards would be able to drive against him. And it felt like he, yeah, it would have looked like he was going to fall instead of uh, being able to contest. 
like there, yeah, his, his his feet are too wide a lot of the time. Like again, adding to kind of the inward knee thing, where like his his uh, like legs are just so far wide, and I don't I don't know what it is. Like he needs to he needs to learn a better gait. It's a very weird. He just has a very weird like form when it comes to just moving around. Yeah. However, like you know, all that being said, he was he was very good at protecting the rim. I thought like he clearly like pressured the ball handler quite a few times. They were clearly afraid to like just straight attack him, and he had some really good. He had some really nice blocks, and yeah, again, the rim protection got better uh, over over the way. And then he had some. He had a few nice scores um, towards the end. He did. There was one where he took a really ugly looking fadeaway that had that was nowhere close, but. I thought he was pretty good. He got better as the game went on. And hopefully throughout summer league, he gets a, a better rhythm because yeah, again, I, I was very disappointed with his rebounding. Like it's just, it's just not there. Like, and that's, what's going to get him into the rotation. I'm, I'm hoping for him to be the second string, like the backup center, but as it stands right now, he's lucky to be the third. Yeah. I feel like as long as he stays inside the paint area, he should be fine. But every time he comes out of that area, it seems like a lot of problems uh, are starting to occur. And it's not pretty, to say the least. Yeah. And let, let's round it out. Like, Keegan Murray, he was the best player on the floor. And, like, it, there was no reason for him to be out there, especially as long as he was. He started out the, he started out the first quarter with 16 points. Like, he... He, you know, he had a crossover, he had a, you know, a poster dunk, and he had a four-point play. Honestly, that, that was all we needed to see. But it looks like the coaching staff wants him to work more on his off-the-dribble game. Now, he did show some moves. He even had one where he where he did a behind-the-back and made the guy fall. I don't know if this is going to be functional. Um, this is going to be a functional thing, it, it like, against NBA-level defenders. But it's he's making progress on that end, and I I would just love for him to just add more to his bag. Yeah, it definitely could take some time still. I feel, but as of right now, I mean, he's still gonna be, <laughs> I guess, the Keegan Murray of uh, last season. But uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, under that, yeah, he, he played the most minutes out of everyone. Surprisingly enough, I don't know. I think they should shut him down. Like it, every minute, every like second that went by, like we were just getting worried. Like, please, something don't happen. Please, something don't happen. He's out there for way too long. But it, you know what? If he wants to improve his game, I love it. Like again, he's working on stuff that he needs to work on. He needs to add a better handle. And you know, this is this is step one. But you know, may, may maybe not let him play summer league. Maybe let him play the game game two. Hell, just sit him out. Honestly, I would just sit him out. And just have him work over the offseason. But yeah, he showed he showed that he is clearly better than anyone else on the floor. Yeah. I mean, pretty much without him, we would have lost this game. But I mean, it's probably also for uh, you know, the sales. You gotta have someone out there that you wanna see in the summer league. It's also I could go be Keegan Murray and uh Kobe Jones and uh Swanson, probably. And we'll quickly mention Jordan Ford. Like Kobe Jones, like did not have a great game, and he he there's just a lot of like lack of polish. Jordan Ford is pretty polished, like a much more stable version of Kobe Jones right now. Despite like Kobe, despite uh for Jordan Ford being you know a lot smaller, but like Jordan Ford was legit good this game. Like he ran the team, he dimed up some guys, and he scored very well. I believe eighteen points and three assists, right? Eighteen points, three assists, yes. 
Yeah, so like he had a good he had a good game. And you know, you can really make the argument that he should be the uh third string point guard. He, he just might be by the end of this by the end of summer league. Like he was really good. Yeah, Citrus Heights own uh Jordan Ford. And you know, he kind of reminds me in a way of uh whatchamacallit, uh Matt Do- Matthew Dodova, but I, I want to say smaller and not as like uh, pesky as uh Dova Dova, but um yeah, I, I guess for next game, I'll probably be watching more of his defense. It seems like it's all right for the most part, but his offense definitely uh, flourished from uh, the shots he took. Yeah, we'll we'll see like how this turns out. But shout out to Jordan Ford. Folsom went to Folsom High School. I've driven I've driven by Folsom High School quite a few times. Beautiful campus, by the way. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, last thing I just want to quickly go over, uh, Brandon Miller. I-, I watched that game that they played. I didn't watch the full thing, but I watched a lot of it. Like, Brandon, it's tough for Brandon Miller because he's not really a creator, at least I don't think. And in a summer league setting where, you know, it's basically everyone out for themselves. And, yeah, the Hornets offense was disgusting. Um, like, they, they kind of just told him to create like by himself they didn't really give him like they didn't really set him up very well and he didn't have a great game but I don't know if there's a lot you can take away from it but at the same time like it's you know it just makes me think like Scoot Henderson would be amazing in this setting whether or not that is going to be good for the team is a whole nother question but like yeah it's not a great start for Brandon Miller I'll just say not that you can really take away take away anything from this yeah, I mean, I can't say for myself because I didn't watch the game, but from the highlights, I mean, so far, uh, he can shoot uh, pretty well. <laughs> That's all I could say. Um, probably, yeah, I remember you mentioned if he played next to Lamelo Ball, it'd probably be a, a lot different story, most likely. So, yeah, I mean, it's a summer league still. There's not no one really creating or not creating, but uh, helping him create. So, uh, and, yeah, I mean, well, James Booknight was out there, and he he was just coasting. Like he was playing at like forty percent capacity. <laughs> like it, I, you know, I guess shout out to him for even playing in this. He needs these kinds of reps, but it looked like he didn't want to be out there. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to take away from. Again, I don't. There's nothing you can really take away from these kinds of games, but it's like I don't like they did not put Brandon Miller in a good position to show like his his capabilities and again these settings just are great for a, a wing player like him who's not really a creator like mm-hmm. you you want to you want to be like if, like if you're a paolo this is the perfect situation for you because you're a creator um and you know he's more of a finisher so not much you can take away from it but uh, look i was on the scoot henderson train um but we'll see we'll see how things turn out but not a great start oh yeah uh, anything else you want to quickly go over? Well, I did watch a few highlights of Chet Holmgren. I mean, he looks pretty much like himself uh, from, you know, last year's G League. So uh, we'll have to see how uh, that works out once uh, he gets back into rotation for OKC. I think it's going to be so uh, unfortunate for him because, like, he had a year where, you know, Wembenyama was not in the league. Yeah, and now that Wembenyama is in the league, who's basically a better version of him, like I, I that's how I see it. I, I'm I might be wrong, but like it's a bit unfair. <laughs> like once once summer league starts, I don't think anyone's gonna be talking about Chet Holmgren. 
yeah. Are, do they I, face each other, by the way? I don't think they do. In the summer league? Yeah, do they face each other? Do the... No. No, 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 no. OKC is in the Utah or Salt Lake City uh, oh. summer league. Oh, they are? Oh, yeah. well, like, are they going to play in summer, like, in the actual summer league? Oh, that I don't know, actually. Why, in Las Vegas? Yeah. I don't know. I actually don't know the schedule. Let me check it real quick. Thunder Summer League schedule. Thunder schedule. Let's see. Well, I mean, while we're at that, you want to? Should we mention that Anthony Edwards gained that two hundred sixty million dollar extension? You want to do the honors? I mean, he deserves it. He's up there. I mean, he's one of the players I would say uh, deserves that kind of money. And Minnesota. Better lock that in because I don't know who else is going to be <laughs> coming to that team. You know, from you know, from Sack Kings Therapy, me and me and Fong would like to wish you shit <laughs> two hundred sixty million. Just yeah, there, there there's no there's no way you don't pay him that extension. He deserves it. Now you just got to figure out what to do with the other two idiots that <laughs> make the make the second and third most money. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I wish the best of luck to just Anthony Edwards <laughs> because I mean, the rest of the team could leave, but cat they're, and... go- they're gonna run it back for another year, and I understand why. I, I don't think it's gonna lead to anything, but it's yeah, you know, you know. it's yeah, it's either it, it makes sense why they're trying it. Yeah, I mean, they're still a, what, a borderline eight seed in my eyes still. I think I think if Cat plays the entire season, granted, like it's an open question whether he makes the team better or not. I imagine like they would be in like the upper tier. Like injuries, injuries did bite them. Like we, we don't talk about it enough. Hmm. Well, let's hope and knock on wood that that won't happen to the Wolves, but... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> if Cat somehow improves, which is <laughs> kind he, of a joke he, he, in he, itself. You would, say, you would say he could change the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, when the day happens, he proved us all wrong, I guess. Um, yeah, back back to the topic at hand. Yeah, Brandon Miller, like his team got his his team got his ass handed to him. A lot of it was Julian Champagne, Champagne. Like he was amazing against the Kings earlier this season or like last season. This man might be something. He he's good, and it's too bad. I think. Well, I don't think they really. I don't think the Kings had a chance to sign him, but like, I think he was like a free agent for a bit. So, yeah, hmm. Julian Champagne, he's somebody. I wonder. I wonder if he's gonna be like a, an important player going forward, because he's mm. good. Oh yeah. They also had a center. I totally forgot his name, but like he was a monster. Just like just hitting mid range shots, just dunking, like just amazing. Like the Spurs, Spurs might like have the best summer league squad. <laughs> like if they keep playing this way. Well, we'll see. Maybe they'll go all the way to uh, which call it, the championship game. Um. But isn't Lemon Yama not playing in the summer league anyway? He will be in the summer league. Oh, he, was, he will. He's not, he won't be here specifically, oh, but he will be I at see. summer league. Okay, I see. Yeah. Maybe, um, maybe we go to Vegas to see him. Yeah, it's it's hot. <laughs> yeah, dude, like I, I barely survived this goddamn weekend. Just Actually, no, I, I actually enjoyed it because I, I actually went 
well, I didn't go for a swim, but I, I went to the gym and I was in the sauna. And after coming out of the sauna, just going out in the hundred degree heat, like in the shade, just laying, laying like on a chair, like it's, it's an amazing feeling. Mm, oh, yeah. Uh, you want to guess today's weather for Las Vegas? Uh, 121. Oh, okay, that's a little too high. <laughs> no, I, I've ruined it. Probably like 112. Huh? Ah, close. 113. 113, yeah. Let me check Phoenix. Yeah, Lord of Why do people like Phoenix? Like, I don't get it. It's
Oh, so we'll face Atlanta on Friday the seventh. Okay. Uh, we Bucket. So yeah, you LA Qu- boy? LA Clippers on the tenth. Who's on the Clippers team? Who did they draft? I don't remember. <sighs> I can't recall either. Um, Chicago on the eleventh. Who did Chicago oh. pick? I told no. Oh no, they gave their pick away. They it, it became Jet Howard. Because mm. from the boots trade, and they play Minnesota on the thirteenth. Oh, like well, I think Leonard Miller's injured, so I don't think we'll actually play him. So we'll be playing against. Yeah, that is a very uneventful summer league. Yep, and you know, however, you know, if we do progress to the next rounds, uh, we won't know until uh, Saturday the fifteenth. So yeah, we'll see. I guess. Yeah, I guess we'll cover that when when it comes to it then. Yeah, but by then, I mean, there's still one more California Classic game, and that's against Miami. And we'll see how we do against uh, Jaime. Yeah, I was ho- I was hoping you would say it wrong. You were saying it wrong earlier. I know ha- Jaime Hawkins. Yeah. Did I say what did I say before again? You said Jock. Oh. I was like, who's Jock? Jock Lawndale? But uh, yeah, no, Jaime Hawkins. We'll be seeing him. I-, I I missed his game, so I'm actually kind of excited to see him. Yeah. He was, he was good. Twenty two points. Yeah, so I saw some of his highlights. Uh, he had a pretty nice dunk. Yeah, I saw that. It's a <laughs> game, though. Yeah. All right. Part two of this episode. Uh, this one is the second, well, not the second night, but the second night of games uh, for the California Classic before uh, everyone heads to Summer League. So um, to kind of well, to start off this part, uh, Fong is not here. Um, he was not unable to watch the game or any of the games, actually. So um I'll be covering this solo. Uh, so let's start with uh, the game against the Heat. Uh, m- main takeaways. Keegan. Keegan looks like an NBA player. <laughs> like he, He's basically just better than... He's the best player on the court out there. And he's right now... You can tell that he's ha- he has some NBA games under his belt. And he has some trying out new stuff. Which is kind of what Summer League should be. If an established player, Jesus, why was that so hard to say? Um, an established player uh, should do in a summer league game, you know, show that they're, you know, show that they're the best player out there, but also trying out new things. And Keegan is trying out a lot, a lot of stuff off the dribble, isolating a little bit, and just kind of trying to, basically just trying to create by himself a lot more. He didn't force a lot. There were some moments where he tried to force it, but it was never too, like, forceful, if that makes any sense. Like, he wasn't just going, he wasn't doing the James Harden ISO. If he could, like, if he's not getting you on the first or first move, he's going to pass it off to the to the next guy and keep the offense moving. You know, he, he he's really trying out a lot of new stuff, and the results are really good, especially against, like, you know, the Summer League competition, where, you know, he... He got a lot of he got a lot of step backs off, and he was really good. Like I'm kind of doing what I call the Kevin Herter like pin down screen, where you know he's he's like running he's running from the corner and gets a screen, basically a pin down, and then you know hops hops or gets into his motion for a three. He he was the best player out there. He did like a lot of the stuff that he did within the season, but it looks even more refined now. And now he's just adding. Now he's just really trying out. Like his trying to improve and develop his off the dribble game, 
and he drew a lot of free throws this game. I don't have the I don't have the actual stat with me, but he ended up scoring. I believe it was I want to say thirty nine points. I just don't have it in front of me, but he kind of just well, not cruise, but he definitely just sco- he scored thirty nine points pretty effortlessly. I want to say. And that's really, really good progress from him. And yeah, this will be the only two games that he plays. Uh, Luke Lox has announced that he will not be playing Summer League, which makes sense. There's really no point in him playing Summer League. I mean, yeah, you can get some develop, you can get some development time, but like it doesn't, it doesn't outweigh the conse- the possible consequences, like the possible danger of him getting injured in Summer League. And just there just isn't that much improvement that you can have playing against summer league competition like we've seen enough he's definitely shown a lot of steps and we'll see like how he develops throughout the summer but just just checking him out checking him out this game like he's he was great and you know like the kings will kind of hinge on his improvement next season so right now like things are looking really really good for keegan best player out there and he's only getting better okay um next up um let's i guess we're just gonna go player by player because that's how i just structure my notes slawson i still don't really know what to make of him like he, he was still pretty disappointing to me on defense he had some he had some moments playing the five to end the game where he got deflections and blocks but for me he still gets blown by too easily for my liking like his lateral quickness or just maybe he's not comfortable out there yet but like he gets, he got beat back door a few times. He just constantly got blown by and just could not recover. And just, I don't know what to make of him. Like maybe, maybe the defense gets better over time, but it, it's not great right now. Like he's not big. He's probably not big enough to bang with guys um, down low, like big guys down low. And then he's probably not quick enough to handle guys on the perimeter. Granted, you can probably, you maybe hide him on like a wing, but it's gonna be tough for me to see how he's gonna hang on the perimeter with just the lack of lateral movement, um, like from what I've seen. However, on, on the positive side, you can clearly tell he he has passing feel. He's not Jokic by any means, but he reminds me probably like more of like Sasha Vazenkov. Like when I watch Sasha play, Sasha, like if he doesn't have a shot and if he doesn't have a pass, like, you know, if he doesn't have a pass like for a layup or if he doesn't have like a, an opening right away, he is going to move that ball immediately. It's like he processes that part so quick. And I feel Slauson has that. Like he has the passing feel. Like if he doesn't have an opening, he'll pass it to the other guy. And when he does get an opening and he feels the defense cheating towards him, he immediately just, it just looks like he knows the offense and knows where the guy, the open guy is. And he had that, he had, I think two passes like that, where, you know, he drove the, the court, the guy helps off the corner and he immediately just, almost just out of feel knows where the guy is doesn't really even have to look that way so that really impressed me he has a passing feel and uh, as i mentioned luke Lox played him at the five um to close the game and i thought he was pretty good overall like again on offense he's moving the ball and on defense he made some plays so maybe there's something there maybe it's just nerves we'll just see for the rest of the summer league but the two california classic games not all that impressed overall but like then again the 54th pick like what am i really expecting I really did like his college day, but you know, uh, with like hierarchy level competition, we'll just we'll just have to see if he can actually hang it well enough with you know the big boys, and we'll we'll see if he's like a, he's gonna be like a rotation player at any point in his career. 
Um, Jordan Ford, he continues to impress. He had some really nice moments, had some nice passes and nice scoring. He really is making a case for himself to, to you know, be on the main roster, whether it's a two-way or I don't think they'll give him a roster spot, but I think they sh- they'll definitely consider him on the two-way. He's, he's really good. He's a little small for my liking, but, you know, for the third point guard, like for whatever reason, if Davion and uh, De'Aaron are out, like he can be your he can be your main facilitator. And like guys like Malik, just you, you need playmakers out there and like break glass in case of emergency. He'd be perfect for a two way if like that if the Kings are willing to consider it. Um, Keon, it's like he he had an okay game, but like I feel a lot of his struggles are just him not getting a lot of love from the refs. He is a very, very pesky defender, really active with his hands, kind of reaching in. He probably does reach in a little bit too much, but I felt like every time he remotely kind of slapped at the ball, he would get called for a foul. He's just not getting any love from the refs right now. And, you know, to add to kind of the insult to injury, he even got a, got a technical foul on the flop, and he did flop. I was surprised they called it, and if this is going to continue to the regular season, it's going to be a lot of chaos because – there were some plays where it is somewhat routine. Like there was one, I think it, I think his last, the it was the Heat player. His last name was Kane, and he he got. I thought I thought maybe he got fouled on a three. Maybe it was like slight contact. He tried to exaggerate it, but he definitely got fouled on a three pointer, and he didn't call it. But he kind of flopped to the ground like he got hit, and the, the refs called a foul on that. Now, I personally do like that. But at the same time, like you're gonna rely on the refs to call that. It's a bit sketchy. I, I don't know if you want to like like there's there might be games that could be decided by a flop call, a flop technical like that, and that's gonna be interesting to say the least. I don't know how it's gonna really affect the game, but it, there's gonna be a lot of chaos if this is carried over uh, to the regular season. I don't know if it's a good idea or not. Honestly, if the if the NBA was serious about just fining dudes for flopping, I'm I'm sure it w- they would cut down on it because there is some ridiculous flopping in the league, and you need to do something about it. I'm not sure if this is the answer. Um, Kobe Jones, I thought he was I thought it was really good this game. Um, the handle is still very shaky. He, he's not fully comfortable handling the ball, but he's okay as maybe like you know your secondary ball handler, your third ball handler. Um, but what he has he has shown he's shown he's got a good shooting touch. He he did hit two threes this game, and then he has he has a like Brendan Nunes kind of put this in my head like he's a really sneaky good finisher. There is just something about his finishing like he kind of like creative angles and like creative like with his you know stops and starts that kind of th- weirdly throws the timing of the defender off and he can finish around the rim really well. So that's something I'm going to keep looking at. There might be something there. But the main thing I see with him, he is just so active on offense or on defense, I mean. Like, he really just gets after it and just, you know, he's go- he's going to have his hands in a passing lane. He's going to try and make a play, but he's not going to, like, overly gamble. He- he's just active, like, on the ball, off the ball. I'm gonna. I think we're. I think the Kings fans are going to end up loving Kobe Jones with some of his hustle plays. He made, he made a few this game, and... You know, like that's how he's gonna stick on the floor. Like if you if you're gonna be out there and just be annoying as hell, there there's a path to him to being a regular rotation player, which I think he will actually be. Like, granted, he might need some more refining because again, the handle is still very shaky. He might not be good enough to be a full rotation player yet. But overall, I really like like his tenacity on that end, and 
he's gonna he's probably gonna be a factor on that end. And for a team that really struggles with defense, I really want to see kind of him get some run and see what you can make, get out of it. Um, Kada, I thought he was pretty good this game uh, overall. Like his rim protection was really really impressive. Like he clearly altered shots. He had some really nice blocks, and he kind of just swallows the rim sometimes. Like you know he he has his hands up. And he's relatively active. The only issue I have with him is that I, I don't know if he'll ever be a good rebounder. Like, the main reason why is because I don't think he has the strength or, like, the, something that he's not doing with his, like, his frame. Maybe he's just not filling it out enough. But it's been three. It's going to be his third year. So I don't, I don't know how much more he can fill it out. But ultimately, like, he's a really just a good big presence out there. Like, you know, he, he he's a good screen setter. You know, make make that make that of what you will. He's gonna get you some screen assists, I guess. But like the thing I he does just needs to add strength. There is just there are just moments where I feel like he does get dislodged a little bit, like when he when he's you know being attacked. And then like you can just see sometimes like he'll grab the rebound and he just doesn't go up strong, like like how I would like a seven-footer to be able to go up. You know he he can get he can get tied up a little bit and he can't like bully ball his way back up, and I like to see more of that. I don't know if he has it in him. He's much more of a finesse player, like relies on just you know crafty footwork and finishing around guys. I would like to see him try and finish through guys a little bit more. You know he I think he has that in him. He's a huge dude, and I think he just needs to fill out his frame because like I think a lot of it is just his like a lot of his issues just come down to i think strength like his balance just seems off and like you know his his like his stance overall is just a little weird although like it is still relatively effective when he when he's engaged but like i think he just needs to add a little strength and add a, and just be able to command space more like i guess i'm just spoiled by you know watching sabonis like the first thing i noticed about sabonis he doesn't get up that high but like he commands his space like you Guys are not going to get like a like get into his kind of cylinder area when he's going for a rebound, unless you're Kavon Looney. But like, you know, Sabonis like will, will like absolutely clear out space for rebounds. And I don't know if like Kada has that in him, but like that's what I want to see more of. Just like guys are not going to get around you, like get into your space when you're rebounding. Like you, he, he is going to tower over everybody, and you're just not going to be able to push him around for rebounds. And but currently. He, he can kind of get pushed around, and we'll see if that improves. Um, what what else? Um, I, I mean, Kessler Edwards, like he he he's definitely you can definitely tell he's a he's the NBA player. He had some really nice moments, but you probably want to see more from him. I don't know if he hit a three. If he hit a three, I probably missed it. Um, but overall, like he's he kind of he's kind of struggling a little bit. I don't know if it's anything to worry about. I don't think they said anything about him playing i think he could use a few summer league games just to establish some confidence and just be able to go into next season come in as strong I, I don't know really know what to make of him it's not exactly the greatest setting for him either he's not a shot creator you don't exactly want him to be a shot creator either but you would like to see him hit a few more spot up threes i, I don't know what to make of it but overall overall i thought it was a good game kings win this game whatever the hell it's worth <laughs> um but you know, good showing for the Kings. Keegan Murray showed out. I think all the players showed out. 
And uh, yeah, off to summer league they go. Um, going to be really looking forward to seeing more Kobe Jones and a Slauson, maybe even some Kessler Edwards. I definitely want to see more of Kata and Keon. I want to see if they can develop a little bit more and establish himself a little bit more against, you know, hot, probably like even better competition, honestly. Okay. All right. So that kind of covers the game. A few miscellaneous news uh, pieces. Um, the Kings uh, jerseys have been revealed. Um, there's a white one, there's a black one, and then there's a kind of purple checkerboard one. Um, like the way I describe these jerseys, imagine the uh, Sacktown jerseys we had uh, the year before, the, the last year Tyrese, like that like that little font with kind of, I think it said Sacktown in the middle. I actually have that jersey, but I'm not going to grab it right now. But um, like it, it's basically like that. But like more, but like a slightly different design. I actually kind of dig the look. I actually really dig the white jersey. Um, the black jersey basically looks like what I just described, the, the city edition that we had a few years ago. And then there's a purple checkerboard one. I'm not sure what to feel about that jersey specifically. It like I feel like they should they should have reversed the colors, like make the checkerboard, I guess, more black. I don't know. Like I don't know how to, I don't know how to describe it. Like flip the purple and black, but then again, you would just kind of have something that looks way too similar to the black jersey. So I get what they, why they went that route. But ultimately, I like, I'm kind of meh on this on this uh, statement jersey. The other two jerseys I kind of dig. We'll see what, the, we'll see like, you know, um, I guess we, I just need to see more of it. They already kind of previewed it a little bit. Like I think Malik was actually wearing his, ver his like black jersey. Um, but, you know, like it, it's, it was, I guess it was time for a change. Apparently Fong mentioned to me like they actually make a change every 10 years or so. I guess maybe like it was time and you know, it's, I guess it's time for a rebrand and I don't hate it. Like it, it, I think it looks good. Um, it's, it's the dawning of a new era. So I guess, and by the way, that, that uh, commercial that a uh, Fox and Sabonis shot, I thought that was actually pretty good acting from them too. Not, not saying they'll win an Oscar or anything, but like, I thought that was a pretty good commercial. Um, so yeah, the Kings are really, Kings are really kind of doing a lot of things right. And you know, everything just feels better when you're a winning team and, Hopefully they continue that going into going into next season, you know, not to, you know, knock on wood, but, you know, th things seem to be looking up for the Kings. Um, so, yeah. OK, um, next up, uh, Sasha Vazenkov. He's in Sacramento now. He was actually sitting courtside uh, next to the team. He was, seemed to be having conversations with everybody. So that was kind of cool. I would actually wish he would play in summer league just so we can kind of see what he looks like um, against uh, just NBA level competition. Like, I think he would actually even f play well because he moves so well off the ball and, you know, the t team can actually get a feel for him. Well, but I don't I don't think he, he'll play. I think he's probably, if you will, a little, a little maybe like it's he's a little too high level to really play summer league basketball. It, it is what it is. I guess we'll just have to wait till the season starts. Um, other piece of news, uh, Grant Williams signs with the Mavericks of uh, four years, 53 million in a sign and trade. It's actually part of a three team trade where the Mavericks get Grant Williams, Spurs get, uh, Reggie Bullock and unprotected, uh, pick swap with Dallas in 2023 and two second round picks. And the Celtics also get two second round picks. So yeah, Grant Williams off the board. So there, that really doesn't leave many more guys the Kings could possibly sign. I was actually hoping the Kings would actually make a run at Grant Williams because, like, I, like the way I think about it, he's not exactly going to be the rim protector you need, but he's a thick boy. Like he is going to be kind of what PJ Tucker is, and probably a little better even possibly. 
Like, he's just a fucking low, a fucking brick wall of a man. Like, this man guarded Giannis really well. Like, the Giannis could struggle to actually, like, move him. He's just so, he's, it's just so much, like, it's just, it's just so much, like, girth, I guess. Um, where, you know, I think that, I thought the Kings really could have used that. Like, one thing the Kings really struggled with last year was kind of the teams that have, like, a really big and strong power forward. Like I'll never, I'll never forget just when I watched them play against the Bucks in Sacramento, like how Giannis just abused Harrison Barnes, and like I, I wasn't even mad at Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes is, you know, like three, like four inches shorter and about like thirty pounds lighter or something. And like, what was he going to do against Giannis? Like, you add Grant Williams, that is a guy you can put on Giannis and put on Julius Randle, and they're going to struggle to, they're going to, they're not, they're not going to be able to just straight up go through him. So. I would have loved to have that on the team. Alas, um, he's off the table, and the Kings really don't have a lot of options um, for to just kind of, you know, fill out their wing depth and their uh, forward depth. So we'll see. We'll see what they do. Like Kelly Oubre is still out there. I'm really interested in him. If you want, you can sign Christian Wood. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a fan. But like, there there are options out. Even like Mo Bamba, like is is uh, off the market. A lot of people were looking for Bol Bol. I don't know, man. Bobo, like theoretically, would be kind of like you know a rim protector that can shoot. I just don't know if he's any good. I know I know there were crazy highlights of him like doing some crazy shit, being a guy that's seven three seven four. Those are moments. The actual story of the guy is is not as good. I'll just say. But there are options out there. We'll see if the Kings actually go to any of them because they, they do they do need that like a Grant Williams type, I think. So we'll see if they can do anything else. And then uh, finally, uh, Woj announced, I think Shams did too, the in-season tournament fi- Final Four is set for December 7th and 9th and will take place in Las Vegas. Uh, the stats of that will count for the regular season, except for the championship game. I I don't know what that means, but yeah, the in-season reg- the in-season tournament is a real thing now. Um, I-, I don't know what to think of it. Like I don't, I forgot what the uh, did they announce what the prices or the prizes? Um, that would be interesting. I assume it would just be money. Like why would you know? Like they they're gonna need to they're gonna need to have something interesting to you know interest the players and the fans. I, right now, I'm not a, I'm not the biggest fan. Well, I'm, I'm in a wait and see mode. I'll be open-minded about it, but I think it's a bit of a waste of time, but that's just me. Okay. Well, that's all I have. Uh, just going to keep this one short. There just wasn't that much to talk about. So, um, hopefully you guys enjoyed this little two-parter. Um, I'll probably be back after about two summer league games. I don't know if I want to do a review after every summer league game. That might be a little too much. Or, and there might not be enough to talk about, honestly. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, probably an episode, hopefully, to end the week. Uh, otherwise, hopefully, you guys have a great week. Hopefully, everyone stays safe around July 4. Happy uh, happy July 4th, everyone. Um, stay safe out there. And I hope you guys have a great evening, great day, wherever you are. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Catch you guys on the next one.